0: <laughs> Hello. Hello.. Ooh, in unison. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the best we've done so far.
1: It was close enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we always just stare at each other for three seconds to figure I know I'm going to start talking first. <laughs> it,
1: yeah, exactly. Will she do it? Will she do it?
0: I don't want to go first. <laughs> um, welcome to another episode of This is the Part I Don't Get. I am Jay. And I am Bay. And this is episode 74. Yes. Uh, welcome, everyone. We hope welcome, you had a welcome. good two weeks. I don't it know why I'm whispering day. like that. <laughs> You're trying
1: to seduce <laughs> me by whispering in my ear. It's been officially a full three years now. We've definitely hit past the the... Man, or that's crazy. Um, it doesn't feel like three it feels like more like two but I feel like everybody lost a year you know uh
0: yeah uh, kind of t- <laughs> I don't know it's just like one endless um yeah shit fest <laughs> I know
1: I, I mean I wonder why we feel that way um uh, <laughs> but yeah you know something happened global pandemic and everything. you know the end of
0: the world or whatever <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yeah but I definitely feel like it's only been 2 years not 1 but congratulations happy official anniversary now i think Thank i was you. cutting it short the last time i was i was you know i was like a week shy well,
0: it's okay you're close enough you're getting excited <laughs> and
1: it's also uh on tuesday was uh the lunar new year oh so uh, happy new year everybody is the year of the tiger
0: oh that's mine i think
1: that's your year yeah Yay. this is your year so According to legend, you're supposed to have a good year, a good year of surprises and
0: Ooh. potentially luck.
1: Yeah, my year is next. Oh, year, I should play the lottery. The rabbit. I know. Well, well according well.
0: to my according to my fortune cookie, I'm not. I shouldn't invest in in anything except my family.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Look, of course she laughs. She's like,
0: oh. <laughs> no, no, it's like yeah, yeah, you know yeah, no, I was just laughing at the cheesiness of it, <laughs> and oh, then of yeah. course, of course, my husband was like, "Well, maybe family is is a type of coin that's coming out." <laughs> yeah, maybe it's Who a code for something.
1: The cool kids, you know, making up their inventions, you know, their NFTs and all that stuff, you know.
0: Yes, but as long as I invest in family, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: of course, that's where that's where the home is. Yes, hardest all that stuff. So I think it's my turn. Yes, I think it's my I turn. It is. Uh, yeah. And this this one uh, is is a little bit of a, an amalgam of like your camel episode and your like episode about like speed eating competitions. It's kind of like kind of like a little bit of a crossover. I okay. have, of course ignored my list yet again because I was like, oh, like, well, real <laughs> research. I know, right? You know, like actual writing and reading and all that stuff so you know I went to my my go-to's you know my Huff post and all that kind of yeah, stuff. yeah Huffington
0: post is good and the what is it the list list 25 or something <laughs> yeah so
1: I was you know trying to search you know news sites for strange news and trying to see if I could find one that's a uh, more current events this is not a current event but it will be in September. So I got most of my information from radseason.com, atlasobscura.com, bbc.com. So there is a town called Marlington, Marlinton, M A R L I N T O N. It is in Pocahontas County and it is in West Virginia. And it is a small town inhabited by just over a thousand people. And this is a place that's surrounded by a lot of wilderness, forested hills and things like that. But this town has a very strange annual tradition that when I first read it, I was like, wow, I totally don't get this at all. This is a big part I don't get. And um, it is an annual festival of sorts. Well, it isn't It is a festival. Uh, with a cooking competition called a roadkill cook-off.
0: Oh. Gross. <laughs> I mean, way to make, you know, use of the resources, I guess. <laughs> well, that's coming up soon. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not gonna judge. I'm not gonna judge just yet.
1: <laughs> I know, that's right. As long as you're as long as no one's getting salmonella, right? Yeah. And, you know, people do pay for this, so they, I'm sure they're aware of what they're getting themselves into. So the festival is an annual event that has been taking place for about 30 years. I tried really hard to find, like, the first day, or the first one, like, what year that happened, but with all the websites, after a while, they just kind of repeated themselves, so from what I could gather, and with a little teeny bit of math, it, it sounds like it's been around for about 30 years. And this cook-off is a part of a larger festival, which is their Autumn Harvest Festival. And the West Virginia Roadkill Cook-Off features live music and even a Miss Roadkill beauty pageant. And there are several winners. They have like, like little girl princess roadkill winners and then they have what? older ones and they have alumni that come every year with their little shirts wait what and wait they like they a... dress up
0: the roadkill
1: no no human Uh-oh. beings in a oh, pageant, <laughs> they get the honorary title of miss west virginia roadkill
0: you know oh, okay know? okay
1: I'm... and then so they have a uh, miss princess west virginia roadkill and then they have like miss West Virginia Roadkill. So there are several, and then they come every year uh, to, you know, continue that tradition, which I was really surprised by. So the cooking competition features dishes by local amateur chefs. During the festival, you can go to these different like food stalls and tents, and you can try such delicacies as squirrel gravy over biscuits snapping turtle stew, fried venison wontons, that's for you, that's for you, Jay, and uh teriyaki marinated bear. So <laughs> those are some of the highlights. Upon Bears. further investigation, because at first, at first I was like, okay, that's so gross. Are these people literally like getting a shovel and like picking that shit off the road right. and then, like stir frying it? Like that's nasty um in my personal opinion but it sounds like that's actually not necessarily the case so a further investigation it appears that it's not actually required that any of the ingredients are actual roadkill they just have to be the kinds of animals that would be victims of traffic accidents in west virginia so they have oh, okay. to essentially that be like sense.
0: local wildlife, like a possum or a raccoon or something. Yes, yes. To me, it seems a little false advertising.
1: I and know.
0: I, I, bring, I, like tire marks on them. And- <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> well, I was watching a video of it on YouTube, and the one woman was like, "And all of this game has been shot by my family and our friends." And it was it was venison, so it was deer. And I was like, "Well, isn't that a treat?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Every all the meats are local." That sounds right up your dad's alley. Let me tell you, <laughs> he probably attends these things. All I thought of my my family quite a bit. I was like, man, I wonder how far away this is. Maybe they could go for a drive and just like, I, I mean, they totally they would they would absolutely <laughs> eat this food. Um, uh, so it is a little bit of a false advertising, if you ask me. So it sounds like some of them are actually like, you know, hunted themselves. Um, and then I'm sure a lot of it is store bought and it does seem it does, did sound like it is quite legal for hunting in that general area, even with like bows and arrows and guns and stuff. So I'm sure they have a regulated hunting season, but, um, I think that it's, it's very common, you know, that people hunt in that particular area is what I've gathered So some of the food is actual roadkill, but it's supposed to be kept a secret so that people don't know like which foods are and which foods aren't actual roadkill. So I guess you'd have to go into it, like really assuming, (laughs) you know, that it would all be. Uh, The types of animals that would be acceptable are like opossums, groundhogs, deer, rabbit, crow, squirrel, and turkeys, and things like that. The festival was highlighted on the Food Network and the Travel Channel and I mean, it's probably good cooking. I I was so the video I watched, like it looked like really like fancy, like it I as fancy as you can imagine, like an outdoor festival would be. Like they made like bruschetta and like like a wontons. You know, like they were making. Yeah, I was gonna say I class. (laughs) They were making like what. they were essentially turning the, you know, local game into like as high class as they could make it, you know, and it was really interesting to me cause I saw like the video and they look, it looked like all like restaurant stuff. And some of the people who were competing were restaurant restauranteers, Uh but they just do this to compete every year. So, and they compete in teams. So there are rules. that each contestant has to follow in order to participate. Like they cannot pre-cook any of the protein, but they have to pre-clean and pre-skin everything. Yummy.
0: Naturally, yeah.
1: gross. Uh, they can cook <laughs> their food in any style that they want, like barbecue, fried, stewed, et cetera. So it can really be anything. In the bbc.com article, they said, quote, although rarely practiced today, Cooking and eating animals that were hit by vehicles had old roots in mountainous parts of the state resources are scarce in many areas and wasting food is frowned upon. Locals are proud of their rugged culture, but are also stereotyped for it, end quote. So uh, a local Sierra Boggs then went on to say, quote, I am a little scared before eating a mouthful of snapping turtle boiled in a stew with tomato and onions. She later conceded that it tasted good. <laughs> End quote. Turtle soup. I know. I thought of you too. It's like three different uh, episodes that you've done. <laughs> so thousands of people go to this every year. Uh, so it's a town of of only a thousand people, but thousands oh, of wow. people come to. Marlinton yearly to try these local delicacies forged from the road, resulting in added income for the county. And they make tens of thousands of dollars uh, to be somewhat exact. Uh, I couldn't find like the exact price there, but they do make thousands and thousands of dollars off of this. Sure. There's
0: lots of merch that you can purchase. I'm sure there
1: are. And plus that beauty contest, (laughs) you know, because I saw from the pictures, it looks like there is a Miss Autumn Harvest Festival beauty pageant. And then there's another beauty pageant that's specifically just for the roadkill.
0: So it was just like a roadkill beauty
1: pageant and then Miss Autumn Harvest and they were like all taking pictures
0: together. Roadkill 1999. (laughs) And there was like
1: the little miss and then the princess and there was a little baby that was like a prince. (laughs) Um, So that was cute. So West Virginia is one of the poorest states in the US. Less than half of the adult population have jobs. Wow. And almost 20% of that population live in poverty in some of the rural areas. This is of course, as I'm sure many can guess, largely in part due to the collapse of the coal mining industry, which was a huge part of their livelihood for so, so long. So it also affected industries that were connected, which I didn't really think about until I read this article those industries that were connected to coal mining were also really badly affected so it's like across the board uh that includes like trucking quarrying and even they said even hospitality so um i don't know i'm guessing like because people are trucking and passing through and they need like places to stay i just immediately thought of like bates motel Because in in that movie, like they're like, oh, they're building the highway. So, you know, no one's coming to our little motel anymore. Um, So kind of like that, I guess. So just over 12% of people are unemployed in the town, Marlinton. So 12% are unemployed in Marlinton where the festival takes place. And they gave us some demographics. Uh, Over 97% are white. And their average age for Marlinton is forty-seven. Wow! And uh, that was all according to the U.S. Census. <sighs> census I'm assuming that's older than average. I think so. I feel like the average age in most—I mean, this is without checking—I would think it would be in the thirties, right? Because this is, doesn't the average person live to be like in their eighties, right? So I feel like maybe like 40, yeah. late late 30s. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's a teensy bit older. Because I
0: feel like is. DC would have an average age of like a lot younger, but I well, don't know. Yeah,
1: but I think it, wouldn't any city probably be a little younger?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: The hustle and bashle of the big shitty. Um, but yes, according to the Atlas Obscura website, this festival gives West Virginians an opportunity to make fun of some of the stereotypes that can often be heard of in the area so they make up creative names like quote ma them hogs are running wild in the pineapple end quote so that would be like a dish and quote busted tailgate barbecue macaroni and cheese end quote so like They definitely like you could see they were like decorating their tents with like a lot of taxidermy and, you know, a lot of a lot of. theme Yes, definitely keeping with the theme, a lot of uh, decor that would be stereotypical of all that fun stuff. So it makes sense that the names would go right along with that. So what are they winning? in this very prestigious event. The what? first place winner gets $1,200. Damn. And of course, bragging rights, and it looked like from the photos, they get a nice little plaque and okay. they get a picture up in with your Miss restaurant. Roadkill. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that, you know, hanging up on their wall?
0: <laughs> That's the, everyone's dream.
1: <laughs> so the cook-off rules say that Quote, now I don't know if this is a joke or not. Quote, all judges have been tested for cast iron stomachs and have sworn under oath to have no vegetarian tendencies. Cast <laughs> yes, iron I have to imagine you would be you'd have to be very open to meat in order to be a judge, I would think. Yeah. You know, I don't think you could be a vegetarian and be a judge on this competition. No,
0: and you'd have to be open to all types of food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't last very long on that
1: (laughs) so it looks like over two thousand people attended from like the video that i watched which i believe was in 2016-17 and there were three judges Uh, so those three judges could have no vegetarian tendencies (laughs) while googling this i did go to the pocahontas county chamber of commerce website and i did see those pictures of some previous winners and they were standing next to Miss Roadkill, and she was wearing what I can only assume is a custom, bespoke gown uh, with a possum pattern uh, from head to toe, and you know, crown and a little sash and everything. It's quite lovely. And uh, you can purchase tickets for this event on that county website and unfortunately it was canceled last year. So 2021 there was no festival as i'm sure you can guess why because of covid. Yeah. But don't lose faith in the cause because September 24th and 25th this upcoming year you get ready right around well, our birthdays. Well, i know what year. we're doing. <laughs> when they're gonna have that's when they're gonna have 2022 my, my lucky uh, you know, fingers year,
0: crossed my lucky fingers already panning out it is <laughs> supposed to be a year of surprises so <laughs> you never know what could be in that wow food. these these look like real beauty pageant contestants because they're like they got the big crowns I just googled yes the mm-hmm. pictures
1: yeah, professional pictures taken and everything and you could probably see some pictures of the food there and it looks like you I mean you would never know that someone just like went out to the forest and shot that deer or whatever you know I don't know there were even some jokes in the on the article saying like that they'll get points deducted for gravel and asphalt and new food <laughs> I, I'm I'm guessing that very rarely if ever is an uh, actual yeah. roadkill because they if they're feeding thousands of people there's no way you could have enough there's no no way
0: most roadkill like goes bad and probably isn't edible yeah it's rotten Mm -hmm. yeah like
1: how long would it take you to to store all that I mean just the
0: effort alone I know you'd literally have to be like waiting on the side of the road and like (laughs) just like you know get in there right after the thing is hit
1: (laughs) And in the video, there were like, one of the contestants was like the Boy Scouts of America, you know? So like, and they had like, they give themselves cute little names, you know, for their teams. So I don't think the Boy Scouts of America are out there like picking it off the road. So I, <laughs> considering like what that woman said, it's like their local meets and a lot of them are probably just hunted during hunting season. And then put to use um, by eating them in this festival. Can't say I would be super stoked about it though. Uh, It's really interesting. And I understand why now, why they do it because it's such an impoverished area and this Autumn Harvest Festival and the cook-off brings so much tourism to their town and they get so much money off of it. It really sparks a lot of commerce in their area. Mm-hmm. which I can only imagine they would need, you know? So if, if, if those statistics are currently accurate, cause you know, all of those were taken from articles that were before COVID. So it might even, it might be worse. Who knows? It might be different now. Um, but they were taken from about three years ago. So, you know, now I don't know. So I can imagine that that, that you do get it now i get why they do it because it's not actual roadkill yeah and the food was seemed like it was cooked very well and it was very fancy and uh like they were really trying to appeal to the masses there and um they had like iguana tacos I, i don't know i didn't know that iguanas were something that people were allowed to eat but
0: yes it might be a little you know legally gray
1: <laughs> i don't know and obviously that stuff's different state to state yeah i bet
0: i've been to west virginia everything's uh you know <laughs> everything grabs I,
1: I definitely there are certain animals that i just never ever 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 want to eat ever i i don't ever want to eat a bear no thank you
0: yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty good with the animals i eat already i don't really yeah. like to add to i'm a
1: chicken person
0: Oh my god! It was, I eat so much chicken. And <laughs> if tur- there was
1: a chicken stall, I'd be there. You know, yeah. I really am a chicken person. I, I, I personally try to not eat as much meat as I can. You know, part yeah. of the reason why I did that whole vegetarian topic. But yeah, um, I, 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 I haven't crossed over yet.
0: I've been trying to cut back, but it's hard.
1: <laughs> I know. I definitely I don't eat red meat whenever I can help it, and so I'm mainly a chicken person, really. Yeah.
0: But if I could, I could just say no, then I would. Yeah. It,
1: it's, it's well, harder. you know, they
0: got the Beyond Burger. I think oh, exactly. we're heading in that direction, you yeah. know. Yeah, more substitutes, but you know, hopefully they're not too bad for you. I
1: know, right? Based on that previous topic you already I know. Did. I was like, well, that's just. <laughs> so uh, that's it. Okay, Short and sweet. Yeah, but that was my topic. Well, thank you. That was, was twenty-four that was twenty-five. I had
0: no idea that existed, but yeah, we'll have to reserve that. Isn't that around your mom's birthday too? We can bring her along. Yes, we could bring her along. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Whole the whole crew. She would probably you know? like it too. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. It's <laughs> her type of people. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> so my topic, um, is uh, was brought to me by a friend of mine. And brought yours. to you by. I know I couldn't think of how to say it. No, uh, I like it, friend of the pod, Beth, and fellow listener,
1: because I was right. like,
0: uh, well, you know, we we did our fajita night the other night, and I was like, anybody get any topics? And I like, know, right? Seriously, any anybody? <laughs> uh, anybody I need any gems know, <laughs> sometimes I I have something that comes right to me, and other other times I need a little help. Uh, I have been there. I've been there, sister. And she was saying that she um, had read somewhere that. Uh, the sperm count is going down. Um, I have in, heard you know, that too. Yes,
1: you have. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that. Well, I'm about to tell
0: you. So, um, yes. Uh, so my my uh, sources were a, I, I have a lot of sources, but it's like, it's not that much information. So don't get too overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> um, from a podcast called Critically Thinking Podcast. Uh a Vox podcast called oh, unexplainable, um, and an article. Oh no. Also podcasts in the sky news daily. I find it easier just to listen to podcasts while I'm doing something. Really? Else. it. Well, it makes it easier to take notes. Cause I don't have to keep going back to the page to like, look at what it says. Um, and copy and, then, and paste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it's just all, all over the place. Um, and then, uh, an article in the harvard gazette and oh. an n y times article by very a prestigious yes yeah, so um this whole kind of oh so its nickname is spermageddon um oh nice yes i love
1: american culture <laughs> we must name everything and everything really we'll a crisis every snowstorm no snow, snowpocalypse <laughs> No, snowmageddon i mean i'm surprised the cicadas
0: haven't gotten a
1: name i know um you know it's just like we must name everything
0: yeah everything must be blown out of proportion
1: or an acronym Um, it's got to be an acronym or or a whole huge name
0: that's yeah yes exactly or or it's like combined with like a celebrity name or something you know to make it funny yeah um So this all kind of got started when Dr. Uh, Shanna Swan, who is a professor of environmental medicine and public health, she's an epidemiologist at Mount Sinai School of Medicine. Um, She did a meta-analysis with some um, colleagues, which is basically a really in-depth study of of studies that have already been done. Um, So in 2017, they, Looked over 185 studies on 43,000 men, and they found that um, the sperm count declined 1% per year in Western countries. So it was basically um, about 50 to 60% decline since 1973, which is when the first time basically sperm started even being looked at. Um, And and it's it's
1: decreased 50%
0: since that, according to her study, yes. Wow. um that or according this, to this that meta very unsettling yes it, it does sound very unsettling <laughs> but is it we'll see won't we um so she um came out with a book called countdown um and she predicts Jeez. that basically by the year 2045 that um male infertility will be uh, or men will be infertile in <laughs> infertile by this time and far tall <laughs> and far tall i'm like a computer um she attributes Yikes. it to in her book um she attributes it to i can't talk today she attributes it to uh, chemicals in plastic uh and mm. tin cans these different types of chemicals um she also said like things like Bins drinking and looked at other things that can lower sperm. um, She points out how the uh, cutoff for infertility used to be 40 million sperm per milliliter. um, And it's now gone down to 15 million um, per milliliter, um, according to the uh, World Health Organization. So that's
1: what they do, they count per a milliliter. certain amount yeah so Perfect.
0: to put things into perspective uh two to five uh i'm sorry two to five million per milliliter come out during uh a typical ejaculation so um jesus yeah that's
1: a lot i
0: know they're little two to five million is what you said per ejaculation yeah wow so her Reminds her me, thing is whole legally blonde thing wasn't she <laughs>
1: wasn't she the one that argued
0: oh yeah that uh what was it that you'd have to father oh yeah you'd have to be responsible for every time you masturbate and for every sperm yeah so she also points out how in 1960 um the average woman had five children and by 2018 the average woman had half of that many you know two and a half kids
1: (laughs) Well, yes, 2.5, white yeah. defense and a dog for sure. <laughs> you know, walk-in closet if you're lucky. But I mean, that has a lot to do with like women going back to work. Yeah, yeah. Well. And
0: and yeah, and she acknowledges that, that. And children, my God. I know, right? God, if anyone has like three nowadays, I'm like, mm-hmm. are you religious or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, wow. It feels like, and my mom had, you know, three of us, and it was like I know. I've but. always
1: wanted to be from a big family, but oh, well, <laughs> looks like that's you, never going to happen you again. If consider that
0: big. <laughs> um, and then even like places like Korea, we're offering financial incentives for people to have kids because of the population. They do that in Eastern Europe
1: as well. Wow. If you have three children, then they will, the government will literally give you money. Wow! You don't have to work anymore that's what i've heard i've no i've not actually read specific articles I think but they could do the opposite here like give people word like of mouth not having kids
0: <laughs> well now we, we have
1: the we have the tax write-off for having kids right yeah in the u.s yeah. aren't we like the only country that does that i don't know i, I someone I, I feel like, like another I heard somebody topic. say
0: that <laughs> um so when looking at sperm, they look at a few things. They look at how, um, how well can the sperm swim? Um, they look nice. at the shape. So it has okay. to be a certain shape. I think we all can't can
1: be deformed. Got yes. it. Uh,
0: no chromosomal effects. Um, and it's, this kind of goes without saying, but fertility is 50, 50 part man, you know, part the woman or really yeah <laughs> You know, they didn't
1: explain that in health class I don't know how I would get by without you
0: yeah but you know I think there's uh you know a lot of the podcasts I listen to we talking about how all the responsibility is really put on the woman and um most of the research is really geared towards uh women and you know why are women infertile not like looking at men. Really? I mean, the fact that they didn't start studying men's sperm until 1973 is kind of, um, you know, that's kind of shows, yeah, that. Well, I mean, if a... you
1: watch any of those like history pieces, where I mean, obviously they're fictionalized, but uh, like kings and queens and stuff, it's all about oh, she can give him the right son, the heir. baron. Yeah, the like you know, like oh, I will give you your heir. You know, it's like. It's not all you, honey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so my big question was is this really a crisis? Is this something to be concerned about? Um, what can be done about it? you know yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, however, uh, in a study in May of 2021 in the Journal of human fertility in, fertility reevaluating the study, they found many flawed um, assumptions. Oh. They found um, that uh, there was missing basic information, such as the age of the men in the study. Um, oh, so
1: they could have been like ninety,
0: right? Like, of course, their okay. sperm count's going to be lower. Uh, they looked at sperm count as the only factor in infertility and health. They didn't look at any out other, you know, outstanding like other medical ish. Okay. Exactly, yeah. Um, cause like chemotherapy and
1: radiation and stuff that would lower it. Right. Exactly. Okay. And,
0: you know, exposure to different, um, you know, hazardous chemicals or, mm-hmm. um, and then another problem that they pointed out was no one really knows what the optimal sperm count is. Um, oh, the world health organization did, guess. you know, has set the range from 15 to 200 million, um, above 40 million, um, they argued that a higher sperm count does not mean the man is more fertile. So like doubling your mm. sperm count doesn't mean you're doubling the chances of having kids. It doesn't really work that way. They're saying it's, there's kind of like a, a cutoff, but it sounds like they don't really know where the cutoff is. Um, and then, um, So all the declines in the study were actually still within the normal range. Oh, yeah. Another really interesting point is that um, they said it takes about two months to develop sperm. And um, really, yeah. And that number can change from month to month. So um, like one of these YouTube videos I looked at was like, you know, if you, you know, I, I made this bread with like raspberries in it. And, um, you know, I can cut a slice out and count the raspberries, but that doesn't mean that that's how many raspberries are in the whole bread, you know, the whole loaf. So I was like, that actually helped me understand (laughs) 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 how to simplify it.
1: They were Um, really concretizing that idea for you using raspberry bread. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of that before. Raspberry bread.
0: I know. I was like, that's, or maybe it was cranberries. It was something. Cranberry, cranberry. Is cranberry bread a thing? I don't know. It definitely wasn't blueberries. (laughs) that would have made sense (laughs) maybe they need
1: easier to count
0: yeah yeah but um and they're saying that as as we mentioned before global sperm counts before the 1970s were largely unknown so we don't really know like we don't have anything to compare it to um so one thing one point they made was that sperm counts might rise and fall throughout populations and throughout Mm -hmm. time this could it just the be height a of the dip. sexual
1: revolution in the late 60s. Yeah. I mean, who knows what that contributed
0: <laughs> to those counts. Right. Um, and sperm is very difficult to count, and it's very possible that they were overcounting because um, you know, measures have been taken to, to be more accurate about the counting, you know, different ways of counting, excuse me, have come up. So it is very possible that. They just overcounted, and it's actually hasn't really changed. Um, and then apparently, this is according to the Harvard article. They they claim that the that Dr. Swan study relied on racist and colonial hierarchies and assumptions because it categorized data as quote Western and okay. quote other sperm counts. So and so basically, they looked at like you know the the white countries and then they like put everyone else in the other and, and it was very eurocentric focused so um, was it
1: wasn't like the study was it was it just white dudes or was it like no kind of amalgam of what u.s citizens it was are?
0: so it was um it was actually like it was a lot of european countries and then australia but it was
1: oh okay
0: it's not um, even the u.s just but it Europe was just literally well, like or. It was like basically like Western countries and then everyone else. Like, um, <laughs> so it's like you all are just, you know, put together in one big pot. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. saying like, you know, dividing by, you know, race or even looking at income or anything like that. Um, well, there are also- a lot
1: more regions
0: <laughs> than just left and right. Right. That is yeah. very, very basic. Um, yeah. That's very simplified. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, and they didn't look at their location or if they had any health conditions, like you mentioned earlier. If well, how uh, close were they to Chernobyl? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) I mean, shit, that alone probably wiped out sperm count. (laughs) Um so, you know, the overall kind of consensus that I got was that, you know, the media tends to jump onto these things and turn mm-hmm. it into something more than it needs to be. And um one topic that was brought up um in one of the podcasts and one of the articles too was the um the lack of male reproductive health and anything like geared towards male reproductive health in general. Like they were saying how like the guys, men don't have like the equivalent of a gynecologist, they have a urologist, but like no one that specifically like guides
1: them through that process yep
0: that is so true
1: yeah that is so true
0: yeah unfair right and um actually I remember (laughs) my roommate Steph in in college um actually like wrote to our um like the University of Delaware like you know the people that ran the website and got them to put up like a mail kind of like the equivalent of like above male sexual health, um, like section on their website, because it was only geared towards women. I thought that was, pretty oh, cool. that's really cool. Yeah. It totally made me think of that. Um, yay. Feminism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, sounds like, you know, men's reproductive health needs to get a little bit more, um, attention. And, you know, I think women's reproductive health is, and infertility has been studied a lot, obviously needs to be continued to be studied, but it's important to, you know, look at more
1: gender inclusive,
0: considering, yeah, that it really is 50 50. It's not like, oh, you know, most women are infertile and it's usually the woman it's Mm -hmm. really really is. That's only half of the equation. Mm -hmm. Um, and another thing they, they pointed out was like, all they really have ever looked at is like how they swim how many in their shape and they haven't really <laughs> sorry <laughs> gotta have those good You're, like swimmer. two years
1: old over here no
0: i know when i saw that i was like really like what do they have a race against each other
1: i know right
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: taking, taking bets um my guy's gonna win this time
0: <laughs> it's like well mine's been doing some steroids so you know
1: <laughs> i know
0: but the fact that they've been studying it that way since, you know, since the seventies and like, haven't really like gotten any updates or upgrades in terms of like, you know, different ways to figure out if, if a sperm is, is, you know, the quality of the sperm in terms of fertility, um, shows that there needs to be more research in this mm-hmm. area. So have no fear, everyone. Um, I don't <laughs> think now, granted, I am not a professional anything in this um i am not a professional in this topic but based on the research that i read and listened to it doesn't sound like um there's any reason to panic and we need a lot more information before we start you know having those bunkers ready yeah before children uh, yeah exactly
1: Yeah.
0: Or, uh, or handmaid's tale, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's like the same thing when you were talking about like uh, the vaccines being linked to autism. Like it's so interesting how widespread information can be from like one study. Yeah. You know, like one scientific journal or one scientific study, or like after I watched dope sick and that one guy wrote the
0: one it wasn't like, even an article deep. yeah it, it was like deep. a paragraph or something right and they they taught it find in universities
1: it. yeah they you know republished it and you know they couldn't even find the study and then the guy even admitted that i mean i don't know how accurate the show was but i assume it was close he said it was just an, an what didn't he say it was like an Ane- anecdotal yeah,
0: something like, like that. Uh,
1: observation and he yeah. just wrote a letter to the journal, yeah, and people. Yeah, that's what
0: it was—a letter to the editor. Yeah, and, and it made me think it. of the "Got Milk" episode too, where it was like all of a sudden milk was like seen everywhere, and then all of a sudden it was like kind of canceled. And I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. is it bad for you or not? And it's like, well, yeah, or like the, the butter versus shows...
1: March or an episode. Both. Yeah, <laughs> or not episode um argument, or like yeah. even the town ten thousand steps. Oh yeah, that the that, of yeah. that too, because oh, that also has a cutoff for like what is really healthy and it was like 5,000 it was like 4,000 or 5,000
0: steps yeah was like what you really want me to like get I think it was 4,500 actually because I that's stuck in my head afterwards so I'm like yes I always
1: aim for 5,000 no matter what even if I would no matter what I'm doing but uh yeah mine, mine so decides for
0: me randomly it, it changes every night I guess based on
1: my week <laughs> And then with that, when they said, like, you can, you can go over, but it just doesn't improve your chances of living any longer.
0: Yeah. It's like only a certain amount. Yeah.
1: So I thought about that when you mentioned the count
0: and like, that there's
1: a cutoff. I thought about that. Yeah. It's interesting how, or even like, um, I don't know if you remember, but that chocolate study about how chocolate is, um, a way to lose weight. Did you hear about that? I feel like we both saw it in a documentary. Was it dark chocolate? No, there oh. was a guy who wanted to prove how easy it is to um, like essentially do exactly what we're talking about. Like how, you know, information gets so widespread from like one little piece of information. Uh-huh. So I don't know if he even did a study or not, but he wrote in... an academic journal that wasn't really all that accredited or something like that and he wrote essentially if you if it's a child it's called the chocolate diet and then he what he was really doing was tracking the aftermath people react of the reaction of what people would do and think based on that because then it was like re. I think it was republished and he was saying like it's really easy to get you know fake data or just data out there yeah, um, but you got to have multiple studies. Yeah, you got to have multiple,
0: you know, research guy data guy points like I I I don't know cuz there was a good episode on the um the show that I always refer to Maintenance Phase where they talked about uh the Halo Top ice cream and then on like the on a side note they talked about this guy that like lost weight eating only Snickers but it was because like you know he he stayed within his calorie like recommended calorie amount so it's like of course technically lose weight but you're you know
1: because I don't think that's the same guy because he then he said he came out and said like this is total oh he just like made it up he really wanted to see what would happen after publishing it like would people believe it or not believe it would people republish it you know and quote the article and study and stuff that was kind of his whole point and I'm guessing
0: that it went crazy
1: yeah I mean like I remember literally seeing like a true life episode of this girl who did a chocolate diet and she was like I think she was in high school and I was just the whole time I'm watching her I'm like oh my god I just like felt sick looking at her because that's all she ate was chocolate and that's like true life on MTV but I can't remember I think it was like I'm doing a fad diet it might have been that might have been the topic I'm not sure but oh okay. oof, my gosh I can't even imagine eating just chocolate that sounds disgusting
0: that's one way to like turn yourself off of chocolate I would think yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you know it's just
1: interesting how like we can take one sentence article
0: study and then like oh that's fact yeah and like and they were saying on the maintenance phase, like this is like really on the journalists that need to be checking their sources and not mm-hmm. just, um, you know, not just like the people that come out with the stuff, but like the journalists who are then reporting this as fact. Like, like there were so many, you know, red flags along the way. Like, why didn't you, um, you know, look into this? Yeah. Like, well,
1: that's why I always say I don't know for sure. You might want to like look into it because I yeah. don't know. I do not know. If you want facts, people, this is not the source. We're like,
0: <laughs> fact-ish. <laughs>
1: we're fact-ish for sure. That, <laughs> that should have been the name of the podcast.
0: Fact-ish. Yeah, fact-ish. actually, that would have been cute. I bet you somebody already has it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, that's the topic. So don't worry. But, you know, I don't know if it's a good idea to stand in front of a microwave or have a cell phone near your junk. So that's still up in the air. That might be my next, uh, a revisit.
1: I was thinking about doing the microwave as my topic. Really? That's so funny. Cause I just recently heard of someone talking about it in a podcast and I was like, I wonder if people <laughs> still believe that. So I don't know. Well, that was good. That Thank was you. good. Thank you for, for relieving the masses yes. with that very, uh, very important, uh, news brief.
0: Yes. <laughs> But so, if you have concerns, obviously still go to your doctor. But oh yeah, yeah. obviously. But no reason to listen panic. To your doctor. <laughs> Everyone listen to your Jay doctor. Jay says don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: so check us out on this is the part I don't get at on Instagram and Facebook. And our Gmail is the part I don't get. And email us with any quandaries and questions, and we'll do our best to factish check them. <laughs> and uh I'll see you guys in two weeks. Have a great two weeks.